The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! <laughs> um, There's nothing like the court coming out of a white turkey bottle. Uh, a white turkey? Did or, you say white turkey? Uh, wow. wow. Where'd Race- that come from? Racism. Yeah, that was weird. That's where it came from, dude. <laughs> fucking wrong with me. <laughs> I think the problem is I'm drinking wild turkey. That's exactly the That's a little sneak, sneak preview. So um, we did do that whiskey, at, but you're right. It was the standard proof, like the 84 proof. It was the 81. 81. Yeah, yeah, it was an 81. Um, we'll, 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 we'll dive in the old turkey. Tur- yeah. We'll dive into the turkey. Um, first and foremost, I must say, happy Saturday to you, my friend. Happy Saturday We're recording to you. On Saturday today. And that's number one. Number two, fuck Nate. Fuck Nate. Fuck Nate. Okay, we're referring to Ted Lasso. If you guys, I I hope by now, if you're listening to the show, you watch Ted Lasso. It's the best, probably the best. There's probably on a spoiler alert for this entire episode because this is going to come Nate. up several times. I'm so irritated. Yeah, I'm. And recently, I received some interesting news regarding my employment. Yeah, uh, not a, not a bad thing. There's going to be a transitional sort of thing that happens. Soon, it's I, big, I'm not, juicy news. Oh, oh man, this is like a Durango, like chicken nuggies, dude. Like yeah. you got it, just you want to eat them so bad. Dude. I'm this under news a, is so good. I have an NDA, so I'm not gonna get you have specific. <laughs> That's the white version of NWA, the NDA, <laughs> the NDA. Um, yeah, NDA. It's never mind. Yeah. I won't. I won't even attempt. That's but not. no, I got some weird news. I'm still dealing with it. You got to remember, we recorded on Friday. You're going to hear this on Tuesday. By the time this actually hits the streets, as the kids say, um, I don't doubt that at least 60 to 70% of this entire town will know. Yeah. No doubt. So I I could probably just say it. I won't because I'm a goddamn professional, unlike other people who talk. Yeah. Because I learned about what's happening from people that aren't involved in the conversation. Which is always distressing. What's well, Durango? I learned about my previous exploits from the night before. <laughs> Dude, you usually about- <laughs> through the grapevine. <laughs> you learn about ex girlfriends before you've started dating. I know. I haven't even it's dated weird. her yet. It's weird. Dude, um, I heard she dumped Bobby. <laughs> You're like, I've never met her. Oh, you will. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, there's a lot of wackiness going on right now in life, in times. Um, luckily, though, I, I can. I'm only in the restaurant industry, and I am not on a school board, because apparently being on a school board is one of the most dangerous activities you can do at this point. Dude, if you go into a PTA meeting, you better be strapped at this point, because it looks like shit's heating up out there. Yo, man, I 
And it's funny because like we, you know, obviously everybody who listens to this program knows our political leanings. We're pretty outright and upfront about it. We don't dodge the fact that we are who we are by virtue of what we believe in politically. Yo, there is only one side of the fence causing problems at school board meetings. (laughs) That's right. It's not. I'm going to say it's not Antifa. No. It might be the other people. I'm just saying. It could be. There's a lot of guys named Kurt. Yeah. Not not you, Kurt. Not the Kurt we know from. Not him. Well. Although he's mm, kind of. He, I, I have never talked to him about politics, but I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> That's why. That's why. Yeah. And I doubt I'll ever speak to him again. <laughs> we, we are at odds. I'm just saying he's a boy and he's proud. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I might tell that story later on in my Ooh, pearl. Can we do it? Yeah. I'll I don't know the story, story so I'm kind of Oh, yeah. Oh, you okay. know all the players. Too. Oh, perf. Can you uh can you change names for the sake of identities? Negative. Okay, perfect. I'm just going to say so the this names. So this is going to be hot fucking bram, bram, bram. I'm going to announce their Facebook profile links, <laughs> yeah, their and, Twitter handles, yeah, everything. All that good stuff. Um everybody, welcome back. Uh it's been a week, oddly enough. That's yeah. strange. Um it's amazing how the older you get, the more volatile a week can be. Like as a kid, you begged for the calendar to change. I want to make it to Christmas. I want to, the school's got to end. And you're always, you have these like, you have these bars and these goals that you're like always looking like, you can't wait for the calendar to change. I'm scared when I wake up in the morning. I don't know what's going to happen. How's this going to go? What the fuck? What the actual fuck? Every day with the waking up and the... Yeah, what is with that? <laughs> yeah, um, it's brutal. It, it, it's fucked up. But I'm glad to be back with my brother. We are so many feet beneath the Earth's surface here in the bunkie. It is the riskiest of wheels and the whiskiest of reels. <clears throat> you like that frog? I got a little Kermie in my voice. Um, this is the whiskey reel, and I hope... Everybody is enjoying themselves as you're listening to this. Hopefully, you're driving. Hopefully, not to work. Hopefully, you're driving to some illicit affair or something. Some sort of criminal activity would be yeah. preferable. We're not going to be driving. We're not driving anywhere. We don't drive. <laughs> no, that's that's true, actually. <laughs> I, I tunnel myself through to the bunkie every week so that we can, uh, we can enjoy each other's company because this man across from me... Is a special kind of man. Oh, he's not every man. He's just the best man. <laughs> this is Mr. Bobbeth Van Noyes of the Tallahassee Van Noyes sitting across from me. Oh, thanks, buddy. Yeah, that was a very gracious Thank introduction. You. I'm feeling charitable. Thank you. Which I was just told. I said the word uncharitable in a conversation, and it didn't go over well. Where, is that not a word? I. It's a word, but I think I don't know. I think That's it was a word. taken. I think it was taken. Like out of context. I just said it was used as a word. Whatever. The the person had every right to say that is all I'm saying. That's fair. Well, now that we're mostly across from each other. Yeah, brother. Sir Antonio Branderas, also known as DJ Phil E. Buster. Yeah. Reggaeton, brother. Always go reggaeton. Either go reggaeton or go home. That's what my dad told me. So talk to me about these uh, school board scraps. Oh, my God, dude. Okay, so... Okay. I've seen a couple of them. They're fucking gnarly, and, the, and it's literally becoming like an epidemic. Like, this is nationwide in every, oddly enough, small town. 
that might be a little right leany, not unlike most of our peni, sure. it leans right. Mine goes left. But Me too. Okay. You're a lefty. Okay, good. Good to know. Um, that way I can direct my eyes directly there. Um, <laughs> um, school board meetings used to be an innocuous sort of thing that used to happen. I'm sure four people attended back in the day when sure. it was really uncomplicated and normal. And now you have absolute savage MAGA people going there, talking about how masks are like... Um, I. I love the equivocation of mask mandates to the Holocaust. It seems like an easy bridge to build, right? Yeah. There's the Holocaust where 6 million people were executed, and then there's mask mandates. And you can see the correlation. It's right there in front of you, right? Sure. It's easy peasy. Um, these people are fucking nuts. They're insane. They've fucking I, – I, I, we've, we've talked – ad nauseum about like the vaccine and our feelings on that and all that stuff. It's just amazing. They are screaming at school officials, calling them pedophiles. And it's, and there's, there's fist fights, there's arrests. Like, yo, I don't know about you, but I don't remember PTO shit going down like that. So it seems like there's three big topics, mask mandates. Yes. Uh, critical race theory. Yes. Which has been going on now for a few months and doesn't exist. It's the, well, okay, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about that. But <laughs> yeah, go ahead. we'll talk about that. Uh, what was the third? Transgender, Transgender rights. Gender rights. Yeah. Which that's weird, right, for little kids? But it's something that you can't just ignore. We talked about it. Like my 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 daughter goes to middle school now, so there are children that. Uh, identify as non-binary. There are children that are dead because th we've opened this world up to them. And I think good yeah. for us, yeah, right? Yeah. We've talked about that a little bit. Um, but those three specific topics are seem to catch fire. Yeah. We're not talking about school trips. We're not talking about the color of the fucking school flag. We are talking about transgender rights, critical race. They also known as CRT. We'll, we'll, we'll just say CRT moving forward. It's a lot cleaner and then we're also talking about the mask mandates it's funny how all three of those things seem to be um the bugaboo of a certain type yeah because they literally lean on that side uh for those of you who don't know critical race theory was a theory that was developed by um i forget the name of the author anyway it's the recognition of um of the injustices that have occurred in the, the long-term negative effects of slavery um, and, and what that's done to us through the years and how systemically um, it's affected us. So, you know, just because slavery hasn't ended doesn't mean that the effects of slavery haven't been a, a, a tremendous impact on our judicial system or our economics. Um, so anyway, long story short, the only place this, this is really taught is at a graduate level in college. And it's usually all the, the, the people that learn about it are typically going to be lawyers. Yeah. So just make a long story short without getting too caught in the quagmire. The problem is this has been the new cause de rigueur for the fucking right. They, they hear things like this and then it turns into, I don't want my kid learning that I'm racist and all white people are bad. That's literally not what it's talking about. It's been co-opted and changed and bastardized and mutated yeah. into some fucking culture war bullshit. But again, like it's funny when I, they have graphs on Google Trends. Have you ever been to Google Trends? No. Okay, if you t if you go to Google Trends, you can type in a phrase or a name, or, and you can literally see the internet's impact. 
Yeah, yeah. It's very right. cool. Like you can see when things spike and then dip. And wouldn't you know it? Critical race theory that used to be hot a month ago is dipped down. Right. And now they're going to move on to the next thing, which will be immigration. They'll move on to the next thing, which will be the debt ceiling. And you can see these purposeful talking point, culture war, bullshit, bullet point, Fox News things that get fed to everybody. And you see the trends just blow up and then they valley out, dude. Yeah, yeah. And they move on to the next thing. What happened to the horde coming from the South? Remember the horde right. of Walking Dead that was supposed to attack us from the South America? Like, that's not happened. Yeah, never really transpired. Bening. Yeah. Nah. So it, it's funny because that's the main focus of the school boards. And there are people there that are just, I, you got these these ladies like, my name's Jolene Burmerber. And I, my mess, I was raped and somebody held a mask to my mouth. And I can't breathe, and neither can my children. It's like right. these equivocations are literal nuttery, dude. Literal. I, I, I wish Child Protective Services would go to school board meetings. So sometimes my role is to be devil's advocate. Which I enjoy because we, we think we are akin by I, virtue of our political leanings. I am a little more libertarian than you are mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. Yeah, I you are. do have – it, it makes me a little queasy when I think about uh, school boards and municipalities <clears throat> enforcing mandates on masks and all that kind of stuff. I, it does. It makes me like, uh, is this an overreach? It, Are we crossing the boundary? It makes you feel oogie. Now, like when, like a... when the private sector says, you get a vaccine or bounce, motherfucker, I'm 100% on board with that because – it's the private sector. Right. You're allowed to do whatever the fuck you want in your company within, you know, legal limits. Sure. You know, so it does. It makes me a little like like mandating that little kids wear masks at school makes me queasy. I'm not saying I necessarily disagree with the, the philosophy and the concept behind it. Right. I believe in the science behind it, but it does make me it. It, it gives me that don't tread on me moment. You know I get, what I mean? I, and, and I'm not that guy, but. I understand why. I, it's not like people who are okay with mask mandates don't understand why other people aren't comfortable with it. Sure. I get it. But fucking deal with it. The uncomfortability is wow. a lot easier to deal with than fucking an outbreak. If they didn't mask mandate in schools and there was an outbreak, it would be so fucking ridiculously big so quickly. Because I don't know about you, but I was fucking a kid once. Believe yeah. it or not, even though we're old as shit. Now. We are. But we, Christ, you know, I always make the joke of like, you'd spit into each other's mouth type shit. Yeah, yeah. But you were crawling all over each other and sucking on the drinking fountain. And, you know, I mean, we're, we're kids. We fucking just savage dirtbags. That's Absolutely. what you are when you're a kid. So the transmission is not going to be the same as with adults. We don't do that to each other. Ho sure. Well, hopefully, if you're having a good night, you do. Right. I'm just saying. Well, these kids um, are non-binary now, so they're a little more sophisticated <laughs> yeah, than we were. Totally. I know, right? <laughs> Fuck. Um, but, I was but, stealing my brother's <laughs> penthouse yeah. trying to figure out where my dick was. <laughs> How's that going, by the way? Uh, it's Apparently, it's there. <laughs> okay. I've heard. <laughs> um, but no, like, and I can understand the hesitation. Um, I can understand... The immediate like bristling up when you talk about um, mandating anything, but 
we already have a ton of shit mandated. That's it's not like we're going from zero to one. We're going from twelve to thirteen. We already have mandates. I can't put my kid in public school without vaccines already. Yeah. So when it comes to kids, I get it. The hesitancy. Um, so wait, I, are they giving vaccines to twelve year olds now? Is that yeah? Okay. My, so my, I, I was unaware. Hey of that. man, I'll throw it out there. My daughter, twenty first. Yeah, is getting her okay. first shot, and I couldn't be more excited. Um, well, obviously, this... she'll be a zombie controlled by the Democratic Party Definitely. because of a microchip. Definitely. But, hey, thanks, Bill Gates. Just a little Bill Gates zombie. Just fucking hire her at Apple or Microsoft or whatever the fuck Just she chooses. wandering the western slope. <laughs> <laughs> I always said, Walnuts walked out of my house, and I said he was like Bill Bixby at the end of Hulk. Yeah. Where it was, doo-doo-doo. <laughs> And he was walking off into the sunset, dude. It was beautiful. He always walks um, like that. He kind of does. He's he he in... ambles. Well, me and him got some weird nudes last night, like the, I mentioned in the opening. So we commenced to take down a bottle of Japanese whiskey. Then, well, we had help. I don't want to say it was Rex and me and him. So it wasn't as, it, but it was really savage. We took down three quarters of a bottle of whiskey. Then took down an entire bottle of vodka. <laughs> then somebody at one point thought it could be a good idea to get another handle of vodka. What? And we dipped into that. That's where we were at. Of course. Dude. Yeah. I know. That brekkie, dude. I know how you guys that's do. That's my steez, dog. Um, Ooh, that's a lot of drinking, bud. Yo, listen. The, there wasn't enough alcohol to kill the demons we that don't, were presented to us yesterday. We don't do video yet, so you guys can't see the fact that Aaron is actually at a 45-degree angle. <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> Why is the room different? He's defying um, gravity. Yeah, dude. Why is the room this weird? Um, <laughs> he's so hungover, like he's the changing the laws of physics. <laughs> it's like the conjuring, dude. I love it. Um, yeah, so... Um, School board meetings have been fucking entertaining as a motherfucker. I would say if you have something to say at a school board meeting, you probably shouldn't curse, um, use God as an influence, um, make unsubstantiated scientific claims. It's probably not the best thing because there are kids listening. I'm just saying. I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah. Uh, science is a good thing. It right? used to be. Is it still good? Or There was a time in this country before we get into whiskey – uh, which we've already gotten into a little bit. <laughs> but um, there was a time in this country when we celebrated the scientists. We um, had shows on television. About science. About astrophysics. Remember and fucking, you, you know the, what I mean? Like Bill Nye the science guy. We used to the, celebrate these Even though people. he's not really now, a scientist, right? they're just full of shit. If you go on the internet and you look for information on vaccine adverse effects, you get fake reports of fake research documents put out by Johns Hopkins, who's a reputable medical school. Kind of one of the best in the world. Yeah, like top five. Yeah, 100%. And people are just faking their own data and slapping Johns Hopkins on it and saying, this is what's happening. And it's unfortunate because the people that read that don't have the ability to sniff that out and yeah, suss not it out. Go for a um, second source. Well, I mean, we, we can go on and on. Dude, did you hear, speaking of fucking social media, because I was going to talk about Facebook news. Did you see what just happened with fucking with uh, Twitch? Oh, no. Some fucking guys hacked Twitch. And they say they have a lot more, but they say they have like 40,000 documents. They hacked Twitch. And if you don't, Twitch is a streaming platform um, that 
it's mostly a gamer streaming platform and there's very popular gamers. They released all the money they've paid out to their top hundred people and their names. Oh, so wow. now like if you're Hassan yeah, or yeah. XQC or destiny and all those guys got blown out the water and they were, t- they basically put their fucking shit on blast. It was kind of hilarious. And they say they're going to do more and release bank account information and a bunch of, they're going to dox a bunch of people because they're activists. And this is yeah. going to, this is against internet. Um, what's called, what, what's the phrase I'm thinking of when it's like, uh, when you're oh, terminally online, this is for the terminating online folks, yeah. right? You're going to dox everybody. So I don't know. It's fucking weird. We're only seeing the tip of the iceberg on the hacking front. Dude. I mean, I've, right? in yeah. my business, I've seen over the last two months. This is what Bobby does, by the way. Yeah. He deals with internet security. So like, yeah. I, always... I don't know if I deal with it that well. <laughs> because <laughs> frankly, I've seen two of the worst <laughs> yeah. hacking situations. Now I've done the forensic work and I've attributed this back to the guy I was I had a predecessor I just took over this account right and long story short you know he had like a a, a very innocuous user setup that also had you know too much too many permissions it was a okay. domain admin and somebody hacked that account because it had a shit password oh my god it was, was like password easy. one <laughs> you know what i mean and so somebody got domain root level access oh, on my, my network and put a ransomware virus on there oh my god now i have the controls in place to fix shit like that right but dude this thing was nightmare nasty wow dude and, and dude what's the old adage the criminals are always going to be one step ahead oh, of the dude. cops. That's just the way life works. You're, if somebody is desperate and hungry, they're going to figure out a way to outpace oh, the I, people trying to look at. I had a server with a antivirus, anti-ransomware platform put in place, and I'm like, I'm cool. Nope. <laughs> just fucking just blew ate, right through it like the Kool-Aid man. Just fucking ate your lunch, <laughs> yeah, dog. I love fuck. it. Fuck it. Two um, days it took me to fix all that. Dude, there was a vi- there was just recently a, v- a Vice video, and you know I I don't know how many people out there listen uh, watch Vice, but I think they do a really good job. They just do. kind of bringing things to light that you otherwise would not know. Um, so this one Vice reporter goes onto a he's in Russia, of course. Of course. Um, He's in like a Russian, like fucking, like the total Russian apartment. And this guy's got the full-blown fucking 95-era fucking hacker set up, dude, right. right, in his house. And as he's being interviewed, he hacked Vice. It was tremendous. That's dude. hilarious. Anyway, it was fucking brilliant. Um, anywho, guys, um, we do whiskey here. I don't know if you know, but it's in the name. You should know if you're listening to you fucking know. Bobby, please, please. Extol the virtues of what we're drinking. So here's the funny thing. I don't think we have to get too in-depth on this whiskey because I'm guessing our listeners have a little experience with Wild Turkey 101. Now, it's always been kind of perceived as a shitty... Um, you know, Janice Joplin died on 101 or, you know. (laughs) But, you know, I got to tell you, buddy, this is a... Really fucking good bourbon. Hey man, don't sleep. Do don't not sleep on the sleep, turkey, sleep, brother. Um, for being a hundred, it's called one one because it's a hundred one proof. So that let's just get that out of the way. Uh, this is American bourbon. Um, it everybody's had wild turkey. There is not a single person I know that has not had 
like tasted wild turkey that's over the age of 30. You've had this before. You know it. Um, I love how they repackaged it. Yeah, I do It's too. super sexy. So in the old days, we used to know 101 by being the black label turkey. That was how we knew it was um, 101. This is old school. They've been making this for a century, probably. Um, and um, obviously, it's got all the bourbon stuff to it. 101 proof is a very hard thing to sip, typically. Uh, we, 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 You know we love our Rittenhouse. We love our fucking 100 proofs. Um, this is one of the better 100 proof bourbons to sip, uh, let alone mix. I'm sure it mixes fine. I've never really played with this from a cocktail standpoint. But damn, man, neat in a glass or in a cup, as I should say. It's definitely a cup. Because we're only drinking plastic here. We, we're not allowed to have glass in the bunkie. Um, <laughs> it's law stuff. I, I don't even want to get over it. But, um, man, really, really, really approachable at 101 well, proof. they do age it. As you guys have heard on this podcast before, you know, bourbon needs to be aged at least two years in, in New Oak. Um, wild turkey, I think, is actually like a four to five year, maybe even long. I th- I know the rye is like six to seven years yeah. in barrel. Um, so it's that extra time in the barrel that that rounds off all the edges of that right super super yeah, high this, octane fucking. This should booze. burn more. And it don't get me wrong. After having the night I had last night with walnuts, yeah. I, it burns. That was okay. a challenge. It was challenging. Um, this is. So hyper sippable. Like if you if you, this is the interesting thing about things like wild turkey um, that you don't really give a lot of street cred to, is if you were blinding this, if somebody put this in a glass for you and you tasted it, you would probably wax poetic about yeah. how wonderful it is. Say, what's the proof on this? A hundred, hundred proof. This is a hundred proof. Oh my god! Like you'd go on and on and be mad effusive about how good this is if you didn't know it was wild turkey because yep. it gets such. Sh- it, it, it takes so much shit. I will say though, a lot of the fancy pansies, a lot of the fancy mixing bars. Love their Wild Turkey 101. It's a it's a really relatable and easy to use um, base for a lot of the cock like the hyper cocktailing going on. Like yeah, the, yeah. I'm talking the 12 in- ingredient, 14 minute drinks. Wild Turkey's a great base for those because it's like a blank canvas. I've never of it. tried to make a Manhattan out of a Wild Turkey 101, Why but I bet you, you could make a banger fucking a right brother that it's because that alcohol regardless of how sippable it is in a neat format still blows through like it's not like like i can sip this and not go oh my god jesus christ i can still sip this and enjoy it but my body knows what's happening yeah yeah exactly (laughs) like my body's going please stop trying to kill me um it's beg it's been begging me for Ears. Yeah, and I your, don't listen. Your liver's shooting a flare. I don't listen. I don't <laughs> listen. I know my letter wrote a fucking an angry letter to its congressman, uh, and it never got mailed. <laughs> you know how many times I've used that line on this podcast? I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, uh, what did you pay for this? It's a twenty five, twenty six dollar bottle of Yo. whiskey. Yeah. Um, Stop it. Perfect for a home bar. You. This is something you Stop should it. have in your quiver. Yeah, for sure. No man. doubt about um, it. The, for all of you who have home bars, I don't know, because Bobby and I just drink what we buy, so not a lot of home bars going yeah. on. Um, we have problems. But if you ha- are the type of person to be able to like sip on this and sip on that, if you're going to have kind of the, 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 the murderer's row 
of fucking beverages for a bar or even a party. Like if you have people over and you're, oh, it's Halloween and I, I need a whiskey, I need a gin, I need a fight. If you're one of those people, you could do a fuckload worse than getting this as your bourbon choice for the lineup. Just had a great episode segment idea. What? One of these days for our whiskey segment, we should build a home bar with we prov- we pick figure out exactly what is the best Ooh. vodka, what is the gin. best gin. So we do the big boys. So it's value. It's like this is how you build your home bar: cheap, easy. We quick. do the bi- big four. Yeah, tequila, bourbon, gin, vodka. Well, and, and we won't even we, that. And if you were if you were to choose that as your well, build your well. Woo! That's a that's fun. That's a fun conversation, My dude. That's yeah. A great we should have that. We should have that. God damn it! Why didn't we think of that earlier? I don't know because we, we were drinking suck. wild turkey, turkey one hundred and one. <laughs> Drunk as fuck. <laughs> I'm not actually. This no, is the first I, alcohol I've had. Oh really? Like, since Thursday. Um, so. I've um yeah, I've had a lot a really rough twenty four hours. I'm doing remarkably well right now internally and emotionally, considering what I've just been through. Um. Holy well, shit, dog. Um, it kind of it kind of begs the question, and it brings up a topic that you brought up last week for your pearl of wisdom. What's that? Loyalty. <sighs> Do you feel a little bit of uh, angst? Um, angst. Yes, I, I and I, I think I described it earlier. I would love to know who I'm mad at. Yeah, and I. And that person doesn't. Ooh, do it again. Yeah, dude. Um, that person doesn't exist. What do you do when you've been slighted or apparently slighted? Not when you say slighted, that means somebody did something to hurt you, and nobody did shit to hurt me. People were making moves because they need to make moves. And I'm a businessman. I've been a businessman for a very long time, and I've I've. Literally kind of been through it all, seen it all type of thing. It's very hard to shock me. I wasn't shocked by the news that I received, uh, but um, it always takes time. I, I always react very well in the moment. I'm very professional in the moment. I'm writing down dates. I'm doing my thing. I've been through enough bad meetings in my life to know how to react to things. And this wasn't necessarily bad. It was just shocking and um, something I needed to chew on for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't necessarily feel anger or angst. Like I'm, I'm upset. I guess that's a better way to put it. I'm upset, but I'm not upset at anybody. There was an egregious, I called it, I, I texted a mutual friend of ours and I called it an egregious lack of professionalism that transpired through the course of this. And there was, and that's indisputable. However, the actual thing that happened, there was nothing egregious or unprofessional about it. Not at all. Um, The people involved are all good people. All good people. This is probably a win-win across the board. Um, And lastly, I would have done the same thing, and that's what I told the people that I work with. I would have done the same thing. And I I get the why. I just – it's very difficult when you – Isn't that interesting that such a difficult situation came out of some – conference room somewhere where probably eight of the our favorite people were sitting around a fucking table and hashing things out (sighs) yeah man people that we really care about really have relationships with yeah and it's such a game-changing life-changing thing for a lot of people um i was i was upset at the lack of discretion yeah exactly that's that's the way to put it um 
I'm a professional. If you tell me, Aaron, don't tell anybody, I don't tell anybody. Mm -hmm. And and I've signed NDAs, and trust me, I've never broken an NDA. Um, it's just remarkable to me that something so sensitive involving so many people yeah. would be so publicly displayed. I don't want to find out upsetting. that my mom died on Facebook. Thank you. And and I, mean, I want a I, phone I'm not gonna, call. I would never put it in the context of that because that's a horrible thing. Well, of course, but... but but there is, I, I was talking to Walnuts today. I'm going through the fucking grief uh, fucking yeah. filters. I'm getting angry, sad, confused, numb. I'm doing all the bullshit yeah. right now. Um, it's very difficult. Bargaining. But, but bargaining. Hi. <laughs> um, but but I always come out fucking the other end smelling like a rose. I'm yeah, not worried for myself. But there's a lot of people out there that don't know or, or will know that will be very, very, very scared. Yeah. And uh, I worry for those people. Well, you're a pro. You've been through, a, been through these type brother. of situations before. This is a very strange. Yeah. And the thing, that, the thing that was the strangest about it wasn't what happened, was how and how fast. Right. This, I have, I am looking at weeks not yeah. months. Yeah. Uh, for when this thing's it's a supposed runaway to train. Yo. Stand and I, by me. Yo, that's what's up, dog. Pull the fat kid from the tracks. <laughs> Please. Somebody pull the fat that kid. That was Jerry O'Connell, <laughs> who know, turned yeah. into this crazy, handsome Good looking, guy. Good-looking, banging yeah. out everybody. All ripped up. Isn't he, didn't he marry Jenny McCarthy? Or is that Did he? Oh. Was that... I don't him know. That's a good pull. Anti-vaxxer, dude. She's gross. She's oh, is disgusting. she really? Oh, my, she was the OG. Oh, she's like the original. She's the OG pre-COVID. I forgot about that. Anti-vaxxer crazy person. Yeah. Zero she was science the autism knowledge. Girl. She's the autism vaxxer. She probably had a vaccine yeah, or two in her day because yeah, she's, she's not smart. By vaccine, you mean producer's penis. What was that <laughs> fucking MTV dating show she was on whenever? Oh, my God. It was called like a Cupid something? Yeah, it was some or? weird shit. Like, it was one of the OG. Dude. Game shows on MTV. I had a friend of mine that was on. Do you remember a fucking, a dating show called Studs? No, I don't. Yo, right now, if you're listening to this, stop in the middle of the freeway and look up Studs. It's worth it. I was um, on Duds in 1998. <laughs> Remarkably, it only lasted one season. Yeah, it was weird. weird. Um, My date went really poorly. <laughs> you don't go figure. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Duds. That's funny. All right. So. Um, it was Chuck Woolery's sign off to his career. Two and two? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chuck Woolery did? He turned into some weird fucking weird nutter, dude. dude. Weird dude. It's funny when you have a lot of money and people want you to give them some of it, the reaction you get. Yeah, yeah. It's really funny. Um, Goddamn. The dating game. What was his love connection? Yes. Was it love, love connection? Yeah, the, yeah, was the love his, connection like, was his thing. Dude, that was a huge show. I bet he still does that show in his basement. Just with people in the neighborhood? No, just with puppets and stuffed animals. <laughs> just sock puppets. <laughs> yeah, dude, tell me. Well, what do you think, Mr. Bunny? If she's up for it, I'd really like to take her out again, Chuck. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Oh, we're so old. Um, yeah. God damn, right? God That's going to that not land. That a did lot not of land at all. Um, but the, the old people loved it. Yeah, I hear it does well with the boomers. Uh, <laughs> um, I okay. Usually we have some sort of sponsor or some sort of thing before we go to the sponsor. Oh yes, do you got secret sauce for me? I was I had an ulterior motive for bringing up loyalty. Oh, because I wanted to talk about 
Nate the ingrate. Spoiler. <sighs> okay. We got to touch on this. If you're I know Ted, media's next, but. If you're a Ted Lasso fan, give us like a few minutes. You can, <laughs> you can hyper speed through this or do whatever you techies want to do. But we are going to talk Ted Lasso. I saw it this morning, it being Saturday right now. Saw it this morning, and I'm still, my blood is boiling. Yeah. Boiling. Um, know what the first thing I said? When I found out, okay, by the way, yeah, turn it off and come back like in four minutes. You're yeah, fine. Yeah. Uh, but I don't care. I'm spoiling because I'm talking to my friend, so eat a dick. Um, when, I, when he found out that he was the guy that fucking, that did oh. it. My, what was your first thought? I'll tell you, my first thought was this, and then I want to hear your first thought. I made the exact same face that Ted made when he got that call or really? that text. Really? Was just like so disappointed and so let down. What and would have been your. By what, the way, it's great writing. Dude, listen, we're talking about a fictional universe, and I was laughing with Rex and Walnuts today. What do you think that actor is going through right now? Because oh. he's walking down the street and people are going, fuck you, yeah. Nate. Fuck like, Nate. Dude, which probably is satisfying and weird all at the same time. Yeah. But that actor better not leave his house for a good month Ooh. is all I'm saying. Um, when we found out well, he's, he's the- also of Indian descent living in London, right? Is he Pakistani? Or Pakistani? Think, right? yeah. Is he Pakistani? Yeah. I'm not I don't. I'm not I, well I versed believe, in his background. Yes. But, but anyways – he probably catches enough shit out of this. <laughs> he's just being and fucking. Now he's fucking. Just being Pakistani in England. Yeah, it's probably. Nate the ingrate. Ooh. <sighs> um, dude, the fact that that the, number one, the story arc was amazing. How they took him from where he was as like basically a towel boy, and have elevated him into the national spotlight by virtue of like English football is amazing. Like I love the story arc. It's very well written. I hate this man. Oh. With the fucking fire of a thousand suns. Because Ted is such a good guy. The fact that you would be disloyal to a guy that good drives me bananas. And this leads back into our conversation about what's going on with me. It's loyalty to me. I don't... Look, people fuck up. People make mistakes. I make mistakes. I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. But I'm never disloyal by virtue of like... I guess, I mean, come on. I... We've all been assholes. We've cheated on people. That's disloyalty. Um, And those are my worst moments is when I've done that. But as far as when I talk about disloyalty, I almost talk about it more in a a non-intimate way. I'm not talking about people you're intimate with by virtue of like your partner or your wife or your husband or your boyfriend or girlfriend or what have you. It's more of disloyalty in, 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 in business, disloyalty in fucking... Oh my God! We, the bunkie's hopping. Did you the hear that? The bunkie is hopping. Yeah, dude. We just we should have it. a little disclaimer. No, we opened a new club next door. We're trying to get some revenue streams in here, so we opened a um, strictly trans disco. <laughs> so if you wreck it, if you fucking, if you if you fucking identify as trans, it's honestly a, I've always thought this podcast should have a fucking soundtrack, anyways, or a, a <laughs> score dude. at least. I'm gonna get you, sucker. Yeah. So we, we had like uh, Kevin downstairs and- earlier fucking building a goddamn <laughs> jungle gym sex harness thing. No, I told you he's bre- he's building an interior chicken coop, and- <laughs> which I don't think is going to work out. I don't either. I don't know how that works for chickens. Yeah, yeah. If they're chickens. 
Um, but yeah, the, the disloyalty thing rubs me so raw. Like I, like, and, and it's, I, I'm very hypocritical when I say that, cause I have been disloyal to partners of mine, um, by virtue of like sexual partners and by virtue of like wives and things like that. I have been that guy. So I know how shitty it is. Cause I fucking wear it. I feel it. Um, I'm, t- I'm talking like, you know, the, the brotherhood of brother to brother, sister to sister, um, employee to employer. I believe there's a huge um, um, non-transgression zone that you can't cross. And it just, when I see people be disloyal to people that have treated them well, it drives me fucking nuts. And that's the key, I think, to this show. It's It's not just a betrayal. It's a betrayal to someone that put him in the position to be able to be disloyal. Do you want to hear a little side note, though? Rex brought a... Dude, he had nothing. He was was dog shit. He was a towel guy that got fucking his ass. Dude, exactly. And And now he's launched into this megasphere of fucking celebrity. Ted Lasso's the only fictional character I think that's ever actually made me a better person. I've become a better man since because that show started. Be more like Ted, dude. I'm just like, what would Ted do in this situation? Dude. You know? And w- WWTD, dude. Yeah. What Let's would go. Ted do? Make that t-shirt. Let's go. Partner. Make the t-shirt. Um, the thing that Brex brought up that was very interesting to me, is it's it's how well written this show is. Is, okay, yes, there was a character that betrayed another character. But the, the groundwork that they've done over seasons to make you understand why you've seen this guy get ignored, get dismissed, get treated poorly, get uh, completely overlooked. They've built this universe for this character where he's not treated well and he's, it's killed him his whole life. And now that he's in a position of power, he's able to enact some degree of revenge uh, on, or, or vindictiveness on people where he didn't have the power to have that. And now he does. So whether he's yelling at his replacement towel boy, whether he's in a position where somebody asks him something, whether he's kissing um, another coach's girlfriend, whether he is just being written to be the biggest slimy piece of shit. And, and that's going to be the whole next season is going to be watching the downfall. Right. I would, I would They're guess. building it yeah. up to bring him down, and I cannot wait. I can't wait either. Um, great actor. And like yeah. I'll say it again. Go watch Ted Lasso if you haven't. I don't like soccer, or as they call it, footy. I don't like it. I don't like the sport. I didn't grow up with it. I'm not saying it's bad. I just don't enjoy watching it. I'm going to start watching. Oh, I've grown to. Football. I'll sit and watch it. Okay. Because this show makes me want to watch it. It does. It's the weirdest thing in the world. And I think for Christmas, Bobby, I'm going to get me and you, we're going to get Richmond jerseys. Oh. And dude. I'm going to have Bobbeth. By the way, I want I I want Kent on the back of my jersey. Oh, you're going to go Roy Ke- I was going to put Bobbeth. Are you kidding me? I was going to put Bobbeth. I thought this. That'd or Van Noyes. I'll wear, I'll wear that. Van Noyes. Ooh, Van Noyes. Ooh, yeah, solid. I'd wear that. I'd wear solid. That. Six, yeah, yeah. Number 69. I'll rock that. Yeah, bro. I'll put it right on this dad bod. <laughs> Extra medium. <laughs> no, it's a great show. I want my Watch belly it. hanging out of the bottom of that thing. Fucking a right. Um, it's a great show. It's a very life affirming, life lessony sort of thing. And yeah, that loyalty angle. I don't know why that infuriates me. I just 
like I can watch people do bad things in, in, in shows and it's shit in real life and it doesn't really affect me. But when I see somebody fuck somebody that's been good to them, I don't know if there's a worse, worse, man. Like the deepest plane of hell. In like, television history, has there ever been a better heel turn than Nate's turn in this show? I mean, he he went from being the most lovable. Oh, you rooted you for him. You root for him. And now you're just like, fuck I don't know. that guy. I mean, I know soap opera. It's a big op- turn. I know nighttime soap opera stuff. All that bullshit. Built yeah. its career. But for a show that's lighthearted. And yeah. likable. Meredith for, Gray was always a cunt. For the, <laughs> 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 well, if you're familiar with Melrose Place, um, uh, <laughs> that was actually brought up in an episode. It was like it's a, those shows it, don't do what is arcs. It? What was it? No, no, no. What they said when he sw- so Ted brought his boss a biscuit like he does every morning. He brought her a thing, and it was he switched the salt for sugar. Yeah, and then she was like. It's a salty little. What did you say? It's a, it's a salty. It it was like a salty little bitch. Yeah, yeah. And it was like not unlike Heather Locklear on. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he just has the perfect thing to say at all times. Um, um I love him so much. Uh, watch the show, guys. It will infuriate you like it infuriated us. I uh, I know. Promise, man. We jumped the shark on our media. Segment, we don't care. But that who gives a shit? You know what? We do what we want. But you know, we gotta pay the bills. Yeah, and we're going to do a little pro bono work this week. There's a reason that we uh, can afford these luxuries. (laughs) (laughs) The bunkie doesn't pay for itself. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You guys, we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to go tinkle. Enjoy this word from your sponsor. In 2020... Mountainside Entertainment introduced you to the new saggy white face of horror, the Karening. One year later, the pale angst returns with the Karening 2. Back to school. The emergency school board meeting in Sarasota dissolved into chaos as the board discussed mandating masks for students, which ultimately passed tonight. From executive producer Alex Jones and showrunner Megan Kelly comes the evolution of entitlement. Available only on Clomper, November 1st. I, 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 why didn't they just do it on Halloween? I know, it seems like a, <laughs> it seems seems like like a Halloween movie. Halloween-y movie. <laughs> so they just missed the mark twice. I think they missed the okay, mark. They missed yeah, the mark. Yeah. Hey guys, if you want to reach out to the whiskey, oh, you hear that? The cork is coming out one it's more Peter- time. <laughs> That's Peter North. This might be a weird thirty minutes <laughs> to end this. <laughs> if you guys want to reach out to the whiskey reel, we would applaud you. You can get a hold of us at nine seven zero four two six five three four four. Profusely coming nine seven zero four two six five three four four. You can also get a hold of us at whiskeyrail at gmail dot com and on social media at whiskeyrail. We're kind of out there. We're out there. Yeah, we're in. We're on the streets. I miss. You know, we took what? this hiatus. What? Yeah, we did. And so we're not getting the voicemails. We're not getting the texts. 
like in the volume that we want. It's we not want, as robust. It's not as robust. And we want some feedback from you guys. Um, any way we can improve the show, get on iTunes, give us a little review, give us some feedback. If it's a one star, it's a one star, but we like those five star reviews. Do you, do you know what's funny? I don't mind one stars and I love five stars. Who are you three star people? Yeah, what, who the fuck what does the that? fuck is happening you in your wishy-washy life? Wishy-washy bitch. Yeah, pick a lane, dickhead. So I had a great experience at your restaurant. Your service is really good. I love. I absolutely love the pizza. You were out of Diet Pepsi. Three, Three stars. stars. <sighs> <It's> unbelievable. <gasps> People are bad. The worst. People are bad. Have we told you that before? We don't. People like, are the absolute worst. We don't. For two men that work with people (laughs) (laughs) we don't like them we do not enjoy god damn it dude give me a cubicle and fucking okay whatever oh Uh, man you got any more media Uh, yes yes okay yes yes yes, we're we're not at music yet but do are you watching anything else um squid game is a big show okay i haven't watched it yet okay i want to talk about it though um I haven't watched it. I want to talk about it. <laughs> That's classic whiskey reel. I don't know shit about it, but I want to talk about it. Well, first of all, um, I'm a huge fan of Korean cinema. I love you and me Korean both, cinema. brother. You and me both. I think one of the best movies, I, one of the best horror movies that have come out in the last 20 years. Um, we talked about it on an episode when we talked about our favorite like horror movies. Uh, was The Wailing um, one of the best movies in the last 20 years? Fantastic. That being said, a tale of this two is sisters. Like a tale of two sisters. I saw the devil. Ooh, I, I mean, saw the devil's a good pull. There's some bangers. Um, that's a good pull. Um, uh, Korean cinema is vast and beautiful, and they tend to skew dark for whatever reason. <laughs> Slightly. Um, <laughs> um, very dark. Um, this, uh, I'm, I'm sure a lot of you out there have already watched it. It's like it's been trending number one on Netflix for like three weeks so squid game's interesting it's like what if you took the hunger games um sort of dynamic and like turn it into life or death for a huge prize and it's voluntary it is fucking fun dude like just being a dark troubled soul that i am um i fucking dude the just i ask all of you and if you're not into it i get it if you don't like, eh, I don't like gory, and I don't like this, I, don't, I, I totally understand. Um, give it a try. Give that first episode a go. The acting is fucking good, dude. Like they, in an hour of the first episode, they brought you completely into the world and made you care about the main character yeah. within an hour. That's a hard thing to do for a ser- for an episodic series. For a movie, they tailor it to do that. This obviously has legs and is supposed to go longer than one fucking shot. For them to be able to do that that quickly is a fucking that's a that's a nod to the writers and the fucking showrunners, man. Yeah. It's 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 good enough to watch, man. I'm telling you that right now. Um, there's a reason why a lot of people are fucking black. Twitter is blowing up about Squid Game, dude. It's become, oh, that's crazy. It's memed itself, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's memed yeah. itself. It's fucking awesome. I watched. I didn't know it was funny. Rex was like. You know, she was like, I'm fucking absolutely exhausted. I'm going to bed. But before I go to bed, I'm going to let you know there's a new VHS movie. It's on fucking Shudder. 
Go. Do you know VHS? Yeah, yeah. Okay, the series. There's yeah. VHS one, two, and then there's VHS something. I forget what the third one's called, but it's the series where it's it's a it's a horror fucking. Um, what's it's, the word I'm looking well, it's for? Vignettes. Vignettes. Basically. Sorry. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like horror vignettes with a through line that over right. over. It's the overarching through line with vignettes in the middle in the. Creep show tradition. Yeah, very much of the creep show tradition. Um, but it has to do with obviously tapes and VHS tapes, yep. which makes it grainy and a little bit awkward. This new one, it's called VHS 1994. Have you seen that? No. Woo, son. I'm putting that on my list. Flex that shit up, dog. Um, it's on Shutter, which we subscribe to Shutter on, on fucking Hulu or Amazon Prime. I'm sorry, Amazon Prime. I always get endless shit for not remembering platforms, but Amazon <laughs> Prime Shutter. If you're if you haven't if you don't subscribe to Shutter on that because everybody's got Prime, it, pay the extra money to go on Shutter and fucking they do some work, dog. They're doing lots and lots of work. There was a black vampire movie that just came out. I think it was called Black as Night, right? If I, I, I remember correctly, I don't know that one either. It's almost, dude. There is some shit popping. It's October. Happy October to everybody. This is my month. Go Libras. This is what's up. It's my daughter's month. Well, beyond that, this is this it's is Halloween my time, Christmas. brother. Yes, thank you. Um, we the have, horror movie scene. So the VHS thing is interesting because there, um, the guy's name was Adam Wingard. I think that was one of the big contributors for the first for the two. first one, and they actually made a spinoff movie out of one of them. Called Siren, which he directed, really and tough. then he did Your Next, which is one of the Ooh. best like home invasion horror movies. Dude, you'll as far ever as like see. the Strangers and fucking awesome. and the Purge, and it's very much in that tradition. Your Next, if you haven't watched that, go fuck yourself. One of the greatest protagonists oh I've God, ever seen so in a movie. Good, she so is good. she's such a bitch. The uh, ultimate survivor girl. <laughs> she's so bad. She's so bad. That movie is killer. Um, it's a great. Like for it being that concept, which has been a, a tropey concept. God, your next is so good. I think then, we've talked about Adam Wingard on the podcast before because I know we had mentioned the guest. That's another oh, one he directed, oh, which God, is that was so good. Banger! So, what a twistaroo! Oh, hello, awesome. hello, awesome. twistaroo! Um, boy, that ending, that last fucking scene with the lights going on. So and, oh, the eighties dance track Woo! in the haunted house thing or so whatever. Good, oh, so um, badass. So good. Um, uh, obviously, a fucking auteur, yeah. as it were. Lingard's a bad um, it, Yeah. So VHS 94, it obviously takes place in 1994. Um, it has obviously everything to do with VHS tapes. The, the the through line of the movie, which is what I like to call the overarching theme of the the movie itself, left a little bit to be desired. I thought they took an easy way out on it. It was a little tropey, but man, some of the individual moments of it were so fucking fun. You got Nazi rednecks getting murked. It was great. I, it was fucking really, really, really fun. Didn't get a great IMDb. Didn't get a great star rating. So don't don't let that scare you off. If you're a fan of dumb, good horror, I mean that's that's what we're here for. Have my you, dude? I haven't. So I will say this: I watched one episode of the Creep Show TV show. I hated it. I have them all. I hated it. But I just have not been able to make myself watch them. It was. I know. I remember the first episode was like a retelling of the Stephen King. Yes plant guy which was whatever. my least favorite 
Oh, vignette of Creepshow. Dumbest shit. But it was fun because it was Stephen King, but it was literally my so least bad, though, and he's such a horrible actor. Favorite. And, um, yeah. And I, I'm starting to think he's not the best person. Like, I love Stephen King. I love his books, but I don't know if he's a great guy. Like, uh, he was doing spoilers for that um, Mare of Easttown. Like, he was literally on Twitter with his what? 400 million followers, and he's just tweeting spoilers of the ending of Mare of Easttown. You know what I mean? Wait, Which was what? such a fucking great show. That's lame as hell. Oh, no. Friend of the podcast, Blake Crouch, actually jumped his ass on Twitter. Ooh. He was like, why in the fuck are you doing this? Why, I'm not yeah, even going to watch the happening? show now. Yeah, why are you doing this, brother? You know? You're Stephen King. People listen to you. Yeah, you never was, heard of him. It was crazy. I, I've got my issues with Mr. You King. Know? But, um, I mean, I love his work. I call him Stefan. I, I'm not calling him Stephen. Well, he does um, have a PA. He does have a PA. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, honestly, that was dope. And if you want to watch an anthology, if you're big into like anthologies, go watch Channel Zero. Doesn't get enough credit. Yeah. Um, they have four seasons, and they're really, really well done. It's Super a fun. really well thought out anthology, as far as horror is concerned. And um, just a few days, uh, what <gasps> six days no. from now? Ooh, what we get? Our fresh dose <laughs> of <laughs> Michael Myers. Yes, bitch. Halloween Kills. Uh, the trailer looks. Fucking great. The Danny McBride written. Yeah, once again, it's Danny McBride yeah. and David Gordon Green yeah. directing. And I, I've i never seen... I, just watching the trailer, I've never seen this plot before. Right. Where Michael, they know he survived. So Jamie Lee Curtis essentially rallies the town. To and go it's like, after him. tonight he dies. It's pitchforks and fucking torches. Yeah. So and it's going to be Michael Myers versus the, the town. town. Let's go. Huge kill count Let's go. from what I understand. Let's go. Yeah. I'm Why not? so psyched. Why I not? Um, this time of the year brings, this is like Bobby aforementioned, it's Christmas. Oh, motherfucker, it's Christmas. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a new, did we talk about uh, Lamb last week? Yes. Okay. So that just dropped yesterday. By the time you hear us again after this, I will have watched it. I'm going to the theater. I don't care if it's by myself. I'm so fucking excited about this. There's so little said about this movie and, and the reaction it's getting critically is on par with uh, fucking The Witch and, and things of that ilk. Um, St. Maud, which I thought was a little bit overrated, but I still thought it was fucking solid work. Um, A24 does The Lighthouse with Robert, you know, with fucking Robert Patrick and William Defoe. Yeah. With If you haven't watched that, Go fuck yourself too, because just as a cinephile, the brilliance of the acting—that's yeah. why I don't fuck with fucking Robert Patrick, man, or what's his name, uh, Defoe. No, 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 the other kid, Twilight. Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. Why did I say Robert Patrick? That no, was he was actually tw- great in that. Dude, Pattinson is can act his fucking dick off, dude. Like I don't fuck with that kid at all, dude. He did. I'm a, interesting to see the new Batman. With he him did too. a Cronenberg. Yeah, he did. Cosmopolis or yeah, something it's, like it's that. Yeah, it's called Cosmopolis. I it think. wasn't amazing, but I like, see he's it. I, fucking great in dude, it. Dude, the kid can act his dick off, bro. Yeah, like, no. fuck the Twilight shit. I get it. It's hard to... Who like, amongst us would not have taken that job? Hello. You know, he's gonna, his family's going to live on that for generations. Hello. Yeah. Thank he you. He killed it. Um, And he was kind of good in it. Garbage. Fuck fuck. I've never seen one second fuck of you, those liked, movies. Fuck you. I like Twilight. Um... 
I'm so done with Don't Mormon ever moms. clip that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, soccer mom Salem's lot. That's going into your greatest. <laughs> that's going into your greatest. Um, I have some news for you, my friend. Yeah, buddy. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever paid attention, but we like several people a lot on this podcast. <laughs> um, big fans of fucking Maynard James Keenan. He's good. We are big fans um, of the Deftones. Yeah. Mike Patton. It's, it's been said. We are big fans. Of Jeff Buckley's been discussed numerous on this times. Podcast. Jeff Buckley. Okay. Michael, Michael Patton. We love him. There's a certain gentleman, though. <laughs> There's a couple <laughs> gentlemen. Um, if you guys don't know Rhyme Sayers Records, they do a lot of kind of progressive hip-hop They're out of Minnesota. If you haven't listened to Prof... One of my favorite fucking dudes on the scene. He is so much fun. Um, uh, and they do other folks, um, believe it or not. Uh, they do Atmosphere. Um, oh, who I, is the uh, the gorgeous girl? Ciroc. Ciroc. S-A-R-O-C. And if, you, if you're not up on Ciroc, we did, a, we did a, a song of hers a few months ago. She is a gorgeous lady who has absolutely savage skills chops um, god damn she's good uh rhyme sayers is doing the the yeoman's work uh they're the throw they're the fucking uh what's a fucking uh label from la uh god damn it i forgot i'm i'm fucking this wild turkey's kicking it's, my ass it's catching oh it's kicking my ass uh, stones throw records so, oh yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So like Peanut Butter Wolf and all those guys. Um, this is kind of Minnesota's version of what Def Jam used to be, kind of. Um, throwing out artists or guys that have been there on there for a very long time, and one of them is Atmosphere. Everybody knows Atmosphere. Um, so the group is Atmosphere. The group is called Atmosphere, yeah. Our that, gentleman friend who actually frequents Durango, like he hangs out here. Ian? Or um, slug, no slug, slug, slug. Yeah, stays at the Rochester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hangs out. Like you could run He's, into atmosphere. You can run into atmos here. Sure. Um, now Ian's have, performed here three times, I, th and I've missed every single time. I don't think I lived here when the last time he came. I think it was just here. So um, hopefully, post pandemic, we will see this gentleman again. Gotta Atmospheres. Slug, I've always enjoyed his lyricism. I think he gets a little corny sometimes. That's just me. I think some of his delivery can get a little bit. Um, I think he can get a, a, a he can get up his own ass on his delivery a little bit uh, by virtue of I think it gets a little. He's trying to make it too spoon fed. Yes. Sometimes I think he doesn't go hard in the paint like he should, like he can, like he used to. That's just my fucking two cents. If I ever met the guy, I'd give him nothing but love because he's done some amazing work. And so his atmosphere as a group has done amazing work. This new joint, though, is uh, is absolute fuego. Um, this beat is all 8-bit. Um, so atmosphere barcade um, is what we're going to be listening to. And there's... Two other gentlemen on this track. We mentioned Ian, and that's the uh, that's the Christian name of one Mr. Aesop Rock, which I don't know if you've heard us talk about before. Uh, we've like talked we about have. him a few times. Yeah. Um, and there's another gentleman posthumously that was on this that did one of the weirdest verses of his career. One Mr. Motherfucking Doom. Um, 
MF is on this. So you got Aesop, MF, and Slug. I don't know about that lineup, sir. Um, it's pretty solid. <laughs> this beat is all 8-bit glitchy. Yeah. Very legato. It's not very driving. There's kind of more open. It really lends itself to an MC and lyricism and how much word, how many words you can fit into a fucking point. It's a very interesting song, especially for you hip hop heads out there. It should um, be noted that this is our song this week. Yeah, we're sharing this song, uh, like because I'm gonna do both fuck- so, so far up Aesop Rock's ass. <laughs> <We> can <laughs> taste his breakfast. Oh, yeah. Um, we, I am going to do MF's first. I think Bobby should do Aesop's first. That'll work. With the full, full knowledge that Slug had the best first. <laughs> but we're not even going to play it because we don't care. <laughs> um, that's just, just, just understand. I recognize the fact that Slug, your verse was absolute fire, but I'm not going to play it because I don't care. Because I'm, again, we are so far up the asses of MF and Aesop oh, yeah. that we don't give a shit. So listen to this. Enjoy it. It's called Barcade. It is fucking uh, anytime we get to hear fucking do Malay, dude, uh, yeah. spit posthumously. Uh, it deserves time. Absolutely. Here we go. Duck, duck, I'm two next. Punk jump to get suplexed. My two cents, y'all fucked up. So come buddy up with these moose heads. You get blood and guts in my work clothes. And no turncoats and no funny stuff. I go turbo, you do run, run. And get chaperone back to Bumblebug. Rabbit holes on rabbit holes. But no longer boxes, just dominoes. I might reappear with some bag of body. We yell dirty words to a traffic cone. Ain't shit, some sick joke. I don't mix well with this milk toast. Day ones get wished well. But I give hell to these bridge trolls. Go late night, I'm no sane. I'm so gone. Okay, so... Fuck out of here, bro. We got to talk about that. Fuck out of here, bro. I love Aesop's verse. Love it. What did I tell you? I mean, the man has never repeated a word in his entire career. I think he said the one time. Yeah, once. One time. He's used the. Yeah. Dude, Slug fucking smashes. Fuck you. How good was that verse? There are two laugh out loud Laugh out loud, badass fucking lines. I might in that be serving verse. cauliflower at the farmer's market. <laughs> it's fucking dude. amazing. Dog. Dude, that's I, great stuff. Dude, that just shows. Good man, on you, Slug. Yeah, number one, that's one of the best verses I've heard you kick in 10 years. That's number one. And I haven't listened to the whole new album, and I'm very excited after hearing that. I love where he's at as an MC. He's very comfortable with yeah. himself. Um, he's not trying His to be His last album anything. was... It was okay. The, yeah. It was fine. Uh, it was I thought okay. it was... Again, I, it's hard for me to get away from the word corny. Yeah. There's a lot of corniness to it. And and that's fine. Being corny can be kind of cool. He's just into this peace, love, harmony kind yeah, of Yeah, and he's vibe. sober. And, and that's like, nothing and wrong with that. And that's a beautiful thing, man. But when you're on the same track as absolute legend savages. Assassins. Savages. We're talking top 10 MCs of all time. Aesop Rock will murk you. Aesop Rock has so much in his bag, dog. Like It's they, fucking insane. They used to say you can never go up against KRS. You can never go up against fucking uh, Big Daddy. You can never go up against these guys. I don't know a scarier person in the world. Um, 
then they used to say there's this kid supernat supernatural that was out of new york that was like the freestyle king there's been a lot of scary dudes but aesop's the opposite of that he's so he's the anti eminem yeah like, he's anti that man sits down with a yellow notepad and he fills it i don't even know if he writes i, I don't, don't know, know either, what he man. does bro but his brain's on a to. different fucking sequence than ours. His he lives fucking in a different trajectory frequency. Is fucked up. But that being said, even with Aesop being Aesop and MF having one of the weirdest Weird. Versions, not not bad. No. Like strange. It was real difficult. And it was like, yeah, it was almost like it was. Everything was off by half a beat. Struggling and kind of like, yeah. in, a, in a good way. In a good way. Um. Because he's MF and he can do and that. And then Slug shuts it down with a Slug one of the best up. verses of his career. Thank you. No fucking I thought doubt that's why it. I said in the beginning. Yeah. I'm like, yo, Slug just marked this shit Bring and it blew in. out two of the best MCs of all time. Yeah. In my opinion, vocally. I agree. I think 100%. he had, and we won't play it. So suck a dick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just to spite you, that might be all I. Play. That's all you play, you <laughs> son of a bitch. I get to edit this um, piece yeah. of shit. Yeah, you do. Um, it's hard, dude. Lipstick on a pig, dude. Yeah. That's what we do here. That's what we do here. Um, fuck, that was amazing. Um, a couple other things to listen to, if you please. Uh, there's some gentlemen uh, that are out right now that aren't getting an, enough credit. Check called, your bingo cards. Yeah, called Paris, <laughs> Texas. Um, if you're not familiar with this duo called Paris, Texas, they are doing shit along the lines of clips, um, along the lines of um, grit, like death grip, like doing that type of shit. Very glitchy, offbeat, um, pop, punk, rap. Uh, like we did Zilakami. Yeah. Um, it's along the lines of like boundary destroying music. Um, and they're called Paris, Texas. Um, I can't recommend them enough. The new album is. And before, because I just heard this song today, this whole mashup with Atmosphere, that was going to be my song, was going to be Paris, Texas. RHM, listen to it. It's fun. It's new. It feels clean and, and crispy yeah. and lovely. Yeah. Um, it's like freshly washed bed sheets. When's the last time you washed your sheets? Be I, honest. Prob- well, I haven't been home, so <laughs> it's been at least live. like ten days. <laughs> but no, I wash my sheets every Sunday. Do you do the Sunday wash? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, hundred percent. That's good for you. <laughs> well, I only have one set. That's awesome. Before we get out of media, uh, there's a new James Bond flick this weekend that apparently People is mad. Why? Oh, I'm, I thought you meant about Black James Bond. No, people were getting no, bat- there's mad. There's a literal Elba. Yeah. Well, he he withdrew himself from consideration. Why? Well, because he has said in the past. They, a couple years ago, he said this. He's like, dude, I'm too old to be James Bond. He's like. Give it to somebody. Fuck out of here, bro. Yeah, you know. So interest suit up, my dude. This is Daniel Craig's last outing as 007. Uh, they're going to be bringing in a new actor. Do you have any thoughts on uh, other than Idris? I mean, because Idris obviously clearly feels like he's not <sighs> wanting to do it. There's literally nobody else I want to see play James Bond, but fucking Idris Elba. That's just me. Um, I. How is it not? I have a better than interest. Like, ah, uh, it just makes me mad. No, he would that be I refused. absolutely fucking amazing. Literally as, built for the part. 
What I've come to the conclusion is that it's not playing James Bond necessarily. It's playing 007. And you mm. could work anybody into that. They've talked I, about – there was a rumor for years that Sharon Stone was going to be the new 007 or what, which, thank they, fucking they, God, that you know never what? happened. Honestly, but. and it's funny you brought that up. There was a lot of right-leaning people that when Idris Elba was brought up it had a fucking complete meltdown. Oh, no. Because there was going to be a black James Bond. Yeah. Because um, why would you do that? The book does uh, – okay, whatever. I'm not going to even go down the hysteria of fucking dipshittery that that is. All I'm saying Have is, you ever I've seen been, Idris Elba perform at all ever? Fucking incredible! He's incredible. Outside of Tom Hardy, that's your other fucking hall pass, oh, dude. Luther Easy. is badass. Fucking um, must watch TV. Just, man. just saying. Um, yeah, he's a phenomenal actor, and he's like how about to look at? I'll but, throw this out. Um, who? Who how would about be Tom Hiddleston? I could see it from a suave standpoint. He would be more like a uh, um, Roger Morris James Bond. He would be a he's, little more Roger Morris. He's not going to be the high action, even though he can do it. He's done he it with do the Loki. action. Um, it, he would be more of the funny, charming, charming James Bond. Whereas Daniel Craig was more of the Connery. He was the where Ian, he was Ian like, Fleming. He was like he was James the Bond. true embodiment. Yeah. Where he, he looked like a stone cold killer. They tried to do that with Pierce Brosnan initially. He's too goddamn look good looking. You know what I mean? Like the first uh, GoldenEye. Right. I thought was one of the grittier turns. For that? For James yeah. Bond. No, I get you. And get it was you. a great fucking movie. It's funny because And people, then it went completely into dog shit after that. People are so tied to this franchise because we've all grown up with it. Like, whether you're 80 or 8. Are you going to go to the theater to see the new one? Um, no Time think, to I, Die? I don't think so. Only I think I might. I the the There are two things that I'm going to... Three things I'm going to go watch in the theater that I must see in a theater. Dude. One's Lamb... Because I'm a fucking psycho. Dune. Because go fuck yourself if yeah. I can't fucking get Gotta see it. And Matrix. Oh, yeah. Those yeah, three yeah, yeah. things I insist on seeing in the theater. The rest of them, unless I miss something, I, I could probably do without, I get. I mean, I don't know. I really enjoy watching movies at my house. The more I go to the theater, the more I realize how unkempt and shitty people are. Yeah. Um, the phone thing, the oh. I don't shower thing, the I don't know how to act thing, no. the fucking walking in between fucking scenes thing. I'm done, man. Like, people, I mean, I, I remember being at, God, I sound like old man, get off my lawn. Um, but literally, man, there's a way to act in the theater. I'm trying to get immersed into a world. I'm trying to buy in. And every time you fuck off, it's break, getting me out of what I'm fucking in. And I go to the theater to be in another universe. And so, I don't know, man. Those those movies, I've done, what are you going to see live? Well, obviously, Dune. There's no getting around that. Are we, I, you want to do that? Oh, you yeah. You want to come with me? 100 fucking Let's go. Yeah, I want let's their, go I'm their opening night. Okay, let's I haven't go. been this excited about a movie in years. Since... Probably since uh, Fury Road. No, since fucking dude, since Endgame. Yeah, I was pretty psyched Endgame on Endgame, was big. for sure. <laughs> Endgame is, um, we geeked out hard. You know, it's funny. Hard. I love Marvel, and we love it so much. And yes, I was 100. But like things like a new Star Wars movie, even though we knew that last one was going to be dog shit, and they complied. 
Yeah, but we, um, you and I both saw like Mad the Max. last two yeah, Star yeah. Wars movies. Together. And we yeah. cried both times because we're fucking losers. But dude, Mad Max, <laughs> when, when Fury Fuck. Road happened, I mean, the I could only, not have been more it's excited. It's the only movie that Rex and I disagree on. She hates it. Hates Fury Road. Why? And Dude, I'll let her tell you. I, I can't do it. Yeah, she might have to because that makes me <laughs> kind of not like her. I know, right? <laughs> she hates it. Um, but, you know, you got to have. Fuck. Really? You can't agree on everything that in a relationship. Is poetry. Fucking amazing. It is visual poetry. It's almost flawless. I, I, yeah. Almost. I'm, I'm taken aback. <laughs> You're, I just stunned. Um, stunned I will. Lock. I've seen every John Wick movie in the theater. Oh, They're filming four. John I'm Wick going four. For four. I'll be there for I that. I sat next to a filthy hippie on the last one, and he stunk for two hours. Yeah, and I sat through it. Yeah, because I'm a fucking champion. Just in a fog. Ugh. Just in a fog of hippie hey, funk. Fucking of fucking uh, entitlement and patchouli and a trust fund. That's all I smelled, and a lot of bo. Seems like a good lead in to a pearl of wisdom. Ooh. You got something ready? Because I can um, go first, however you want to do it. Um, No, you go. Do you have something? I got something. I'm going right, to tell cool. a story. We oh, talked about it earlier. Yeah. Okay, let me go All right, first. It's then. time to clutch your pearls of wisdom. Yes, sir. Here. Those are my notes. <laughs> um, Guys, we're going to talk about loyalty again. Again. I cannot overemphasize how important loyalty is. Um. And, and granted, we've talked about it, man. Uh, Bobby and I and you listening, none of us have been loyal 100% of the time. I would love to say that you have been, you haven't. We make mistakes. However, um, fuck, there is a leap of faith that happens when you choose to fuck with people. When you choose to have people in your life, there's a, there's a leap of faith. The leap of faith is... You're not going to fucking, when I turn around, you're not going to stab me. And when you turn around, I'm not going to stab you. There's like an, a, there's a, there's a fucking, a compliance to a degree. And I, and I don't want to make it sound like a subservience, but there's a, there's a general understanding and a tacit understanding that we're not going to hurt each other when you care about somebody. And man, when it comes to fucking people that have done you right, uh, you know, being being bad to somebody that you don't know is one thing. Being bad to somebody that you know and don't like is another. Being bad to somebody that's done nothing but treated you well is an extra layer of shit that um, hopefully you never have to dig through. We've all done it, but learn from it. <sighs> Loyalty is so important, especially right now, man. Nobody's loyal to nobody, man. We're, everybody's flaming everybody else online. That's why I don't choose to comply with that bullshit. But be loyal to the people that show you love and the people that like endear themselves to you. Um, that's the least you can do. If you're not going to help them, at least be loyal. That's what's up. Yeah, I like that. The title of my Pearl of Wisdom <laughs> is Get the Fuck Over It. You're 44 years old. <laughs> I love it. So we brought up this gentleman that we're both acquainted with. I'm not his friend anymore because I gave up. I gave up on him. Oh, I didn't know that. So six years ago, as we've discussed ad nauseum on this podcast, I got divorced. And I started to delve into the dating world. Yes. 
I met a young lady, very young at that point. She was 25 at the time. Okay. Too young for me. Right, at the time. I could not give a fuck at that point, you know. Sure. I was, so anyways, That's I go to this gentleman's house. It's on Thanksgiving. There's a whole crew of people that I knew and ended up working with for year, you know, for years. And we had a lovely little Thanksgiving celebration, and she was there, and she and I hit it off. Had a great little time. Um, she is <laughs> known as Tiny Angry within that circle because <laughs> she's tiny, and she's off pissed off um so anyways uh long story short she and i hit it off i ran into her a couple of weeks after that turns out she had like a brief fling with this guy that we're talking about right she and i obviously wanted to see each other we made it very clear to each other so i was like wow but i gotta do the right thing i gotta go to him and say hey bud right uh, what's going on between you and right. and she and should I back off? Because I will back off if that's the case. Sure. His reaction immediately was like, oh, God, no, man. We're not really dating. Like, she's still dating other people. Huh. Like, it's totally cool. Okay. So I was like, shut up. Don't say another word. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right back. Right, exactly. And so I ended up, long story short, starting to date this girl she at the time was staying at his house. Yeah. Wow. So we had a yeah. night where she nothing happened. I hadn't even kissed this girl right. at this point. But she and I stayed up all night talking on the couch. We crashed out on the couch, fell asleep. Nothing happened. Nothing. Right. And so they wake up in the morning and he sees us together on the couch and he just assumes that, you know, even though we were sleeping like head to foot. Fully clothed. Right, right. Nothing happened. It took another probably two or three weeks before we ever even really started dating. And then we ended right. up dating for a while. So he probably went on this like worldwide tour of telling everyone how I stole his girlfriend. I was a miserable piece of shit. I was disloyal. I was a bad friend. Blah, blah, blah. This went on for a minute. We got over it. I worked with him for three years. Right. We got we had this conversation, I don't know how many fucking times, over how many glasses of whiskey and how many friends. Right. He would always bring it up, right? But I we finally got to the point where I was like, Okay, this is over. He doesn't give a shit about this anymore. <laughs> so there's a young lady that he worked with, she young, twenty one, gorgeous, Jeez, tall, gorgeous, like so obviously he was trying to hit on her. Sure. She made the mistake one night. She says that um she liked me. She thought I was sweet. She thought I was a good guest. I tipped her really well. I was always nice to everybody, right. blah, blah, blah. He took that as an affront and that, oh, Bobby's coming to steal my girlfriend again. So he tells her the whole story. And he's like, yeah, well, Bobby's not the kind of guy you think he is. He's a giant piece of shit. He stole my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I heard it from another girl. She's like, well, what went on with you stealing Kurt's girlfriend? Oh, I'm sorry. Should I bleep that out? Yeah. No, we talked about it earlier. Right? <laughs> Fuck care. it. Fuck that guy. Nobody but, cares. Like, yeah. So she's. Are you guys on the outs? You guys heard. Oh, I didn't know. Because as soon I as know. I heard this from this other girl, I was like, "Are you shitting me?" And she's like, "Yeah. Well, he he was interested in this other girl. That's and really he told weird. her this whole story about. I was like, it's been six fucking years. Years, dude." You're still harboring. That I didn't steal your girlfriend. Right. So I promptly got a hold of her and was like, we're going to El Moro to hang out and we're going to make this motherfucker service food. 
And nice. we did. We did. How was and, that? Oh, he was. Was he feeling good about it? Uh, nonplussed. <laughs> 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 and I finally just told him, I was uh, like, dude, you know what? Go fuck yourself. Wow. Get the fuck over it. Yeah, man. You're 44 years old. And that's and, how old he is, by the way. And that's how old he is. <laughs> um, and that's the, that's the, um, that's the title. That's of, the title of my um, pro. Is you're 44, get over it. Get the fuck over it, Dude, man. Listen, man. You don't get to call dibs on women. That doesn't work because they're not things. No, they she's decide. A, who, she's a human being. That the has last time agency, I heard. The last time I heard. And autonomy. Allowed and you to don't, make her own you know, decisions. The the only thing that I will say is this: <clears throat> we used to have, and everybody should. When you have friends, you have codes with your friends. Some friends are like, "Hey." We fuck each other's girlfriends. It's all good. And that's great, man. Whatever fucking flips yeah. but I don't give a shit. We had a fucking understanding within the people that I used to hang out with. You don't fuck with other people's exes. Those were off the table. Sure. However, I also lived in L.A. So if I broke up with a girl that lived two miles away, I would never see her again. Durango's different. You're going to date people. Those people are going to date other people. And you're probably going to know the people they date. 100%. It's a very strange fishbowl we live in. So I, it's, you know, luckily I should say I'm in a very happy relationship. I don't, I'm not dealing with that, but I, I dealt with it for a couple years and it was strange and I didn't like it. Um, it's just something I'm not accustomed to. You're it's a lot very more accustomed to that. Um, but the fact that, you are trying to like literally like it's almost like you're going back with a st- like a star sticker <laughs> and it's whoever gets to her first and puts the sticker on her forehead. Yeah. She's mine. Um, yeah. it It is so childish and so ridiculously juvenile to do that. The fact that the, in the fact that you're completely dismissing the fact that the person you're talking to might have their own opinions and their yeah. own wants and needs is ridiculously fucking bad to me. It becomes very situational. It becomes very, I mean, I had one of my very, very best friends sleep with my ex-wife and lie to me that about like? it. And Oh no, that, that stung. That's bad, right? That one, that was a stinger. I don't know if that's and, okay. Like literally my best friend that I would hang out with every weekend. <sighs> See, that's not okay with me. You know what I mean? I don't that know if one, that's forgivable. I wasn't, Super psyched on that guy yeah. when that happened. Okay, um, and he lied to me about it, and now I know it's the truth. And I blah blah blah. You know, it's sure. just like small town drama sure. bullshit. But at the same time, it's like man, there's plenty of there's a lot of girls Dog. here that are down to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Durango has a few girls that will have sex with you. Um, I I I couldn't tell does you. Does it sir. have to be my ex wife? <laughs> yeah, it does specifically. <laughs> I wish I actually had like a ledger of like how many of my friends have actually banged my ex-wife. That would I be bet it's that double would be digits. Dope if you went like all Bob Cratchit and then <laughs> had like a fucking literal ledger, dude. Like you went all Christmas Carol and like, <laughs> cross them off my Christmas totally, card totally, list. Totally. Um, okay, what have we learned in this episode? How about this? Let's do a cap. Let's do a cap. Oh, we've never done this before. Whoa, is this what have we learned in this episode? New segment. This is what? a very Dan Patrick thing to do. What, have what we did learned? we learn? What did we learn? Did, is that a Dan Patrick thing? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't no, they do it every episode. Ah, whatever. 
Fuck him. Um, fuck you. Um, Dan Patrick, who are you? Just a really popular sports announcer. Legend. But whatever. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, whatever there. We learned don't fuck your friend's exes. Yep. Under any circumstances, nope. I think. I, In my opinion. It's not acceptable. Not acceptable. Um, we learned that um, school board meetings are for um, racism, violence, and yelling. Apparently. Obviously. We learned that. Nate sucks. Fuck Nate. 